Justice is one of those elusive concepts that humanity strives to achieve, but fairness is difficult to agree upon. I'm Rem Whitcraft, and this is Fiction Briefly. There are those who believe in an eye for an eye. Others prefer to lead by example, not committing another wrong to make a right. The 2018 superhero film Black Panther explores both. Black Panther deals with issues of fairness, of racial equity, the distribution of wealth and knowledge, and the careful selection of who wields power. Without power or a voice, one has difficulty delivering justice. As the movie shows us, revenge is a tempting strategy, but perhaps not a sustainable one. Sowing anger as the dark side in Star Wars only leads to more anger within the feuding parties. Punishment, if not perceived by the perpetrator as fair, only results in backlash. If you haven't seen Black Panther, beware. Spoilers ahead. The great heroes of fiction usually follow a pattern that begins with a remarkable birth and a childhood fraught with danger. From Oedipus to Luke Skywalker to real-life heroes like Hamilton, these struggles precede a character's rise to notoriety. Even Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs shares some of these childhood features. And Prince T'Challa, better known as the Black Panther, is no exception. For his evolution to a competent leader, I'll refer to psychiatrist Otto Rank's work in The Myth of the Birth of the Hero. Number one on Rank's list is that the hero is born of royal or supernatural parents. T'Challa is the son of royalty, King T'Chaka of Wakanda, a secretive country hidden in Africa. Number four, the hero loses or is taken away from his parents. King T'Chaka's death is shown early in the movie. T'Challa is a full-grown man at this time, but his loss puts the country's leadership at stake. A conversation with his ex-girlfriend reveals a dilemma. Should Wakanda continue to hide its resources to protect its existence, or should it share them with the world to end suffering? In rule number five, the hero is initially exposed. King T'Chaka dies without revealing a secret nephew who becomes the main villain. Abandoned in poverty when the king killed the villain's father, the king's omission exposes T'Challa to a danger he can't prepare for. Revenge rages in the villain's blood his whole life as he suffers racial injustice in the United States and witnesses it worldwide. He harnesses this anger into military training, and when he gets the chance, he unleashes his murderous skills against T'Challa. Rule number six has the hero submerged to either kill him or save him. Wakanda's throne is decided by ritual combat. Opponents either yield or die, but only persons of royal blood can apply. The ritual takes place in a pool just above a cliffside waterfall where the combatants are partially submerged for the fight to the death. As T'Challa won't yield, the villain wins the throne by throwing T'Challa off the cliff. But in rule number seven, the hero is rescued by animals or shepherds. 
Mbaku belongs to one of the Wakandan tribes. His people personify the gorilla, mimicking its vocalizations to incite fear in their enemies. This tribe lives in the rural mountains, far from the capital city of Wakanda, and they bring T'Challa's battered body to these mountains after it's recovered. In Rule 8, the hero is nourished and reared by animals or lowly persons. Mbaku's tribe, without the medical technology of the royal family, covers him with snow as he remains unconscious from his injuries. In Rule 10, the hero reconciles with a father's representative or he takes revenge on his father. To heal T'Challa, he is given the last available dose of the special herb which heightens his senses and gives him added strength with cat-like reflexes. Part of this process takes him to the ancestral plane where he speaks with King T'Chaka's spirit and rejects his father for his cowardice and deceit. This rejection defines who T'Challa will be as a king if he can win his throne back from the villain. Except for the dramatic conclusion, Satisfying Rank's list reveals the essential plot of the story. For further coverage, normally I would go through Vladimir Propp's list of plot points from his book Morphology of the Folktale, but Joseph Campbell's 12 stages for the hero's journey seem to fit better. His work can be found in The Hero with a Thousand Faces, and exhibits how stories can use more than one formula at once. You may notice that the focus shifts the importance to the villain's role in the hero's life, and adds a mentor as well. Heroes may be born into their role, but they are shaped and forced into action along the way. Stage 1 brings us the ordinary world. This is the hero's refuge. After learning the history of Wakanda and the fate of T'Challa's father, the murdered king, T'Challa's story begins as he discusses his plans with his head bodyguard, Okoye. T'Challa wants his ex-girlfriend Nakia to be at his coronation, though his rise to the throne could be challenged. In stage two, called to adventure, something beckons the hero to leave the safety of home. T'Challa rescues truckloads of prisoners, also carrying Nakia. Many kidnappers are killed in the process. Nakia regrets that T'Challa compromised her mission, but agrees to accompany him back to the capital. As a prince, T'Challa lives a privileged life in a wealthy, technologically advanced nation, and it is through Nakia that we first learn of the dilemma Wakanda faces as a world leader. Their country boasts the wealth of the fictional metal vibranium, considered the most valuable commodity in the world. But to keep safe, they hide their resources, posing as a poor nation. T'Challa maintains his father's stance that the preservation of their way of life outweighs the responsibility to end the suffering of others, even those in the surrounding continent of Africa. In stage three, refusal of the call, the hero is either too afraid or doubtful of his own skills. Before the villain comes on the scene, there is an initial challenge for the throne from T'Challa's later savior M'Baku, head of the mountain tribe. After his victory, T'Challa flashes back to his father's death as a bomb struck the United Nations, killing the former king. 
T'Challa couldn't save his father from the blast, as M'Baku unkindly reminds him. After his battle with M'Baku, T'Challa takes the magical herb which transforms him into the Black Panther. This takes him to the ancestral plane to express his unreadiness to his father's spirit. He has trained and studied his whole life to be king, but struggles with this new responsibility in his grief. His father tells him, you're going to struggle, and that it's hard for a good man to be king. This sets up the dilemmas T'Challa will have as a king, as justice proves a more difficult concept to grasp than he'd ever imagined. Stage 4 introduces us to the mentor, who gives the hero advice, training, or a weapon that spurs the hero on. T'Challa's sister, Shuri, is just a teenager, but she already creates new technology like an expert, including a new Black Panther suit which stores and redistributes kinetic energy. Her contributions aid Wakanda in its battles, but T'Challa must ultimately make the final move toward victory. In Stage 5, Crossing the Threshold, the hero embarks on the quest. T'Challa, Nakia, and Okoye travel to a secret gambling den in South Korea to capture a murderous criminal in cahoots with the yet-unknown villain. The criminal has stolen a vibranium artifact belonging to Wakanda and hopes to sell it. Little does he know his buyer is with the CIA. In Stage 6, the hero's skills and her powers are tested, and each victory endears the audience to his character. The Wakandan trio works with the CIA agent and imprisons the criminal for questioning, but the mastermind of this heist breaks his cohort free. The CIA agent gets shot in the process. The Black Panther shows impressive skills in the car chase that ensues, but the villains get away. The portion which might endear the audience to T'Challa's Black Panther is his sense of justice. He wants the captured criminal to stand trial in Wakanda against the CIA's wishes. We approach the hero's inmost cave in Stage 7. This can be a physical place or something that lies within the hero, a fear he must face which causes self-doubt. The criminal's mastermind is identified as the cousin T'Challa never knew. His existence exposes the immoral actions T'Challa's father took to conceal the murder of his own brother. The revelation of this immoral action puts T'Challa in a tough spot. He wants to right this wrong and bring fairness to a man, the villain, who was treated unjustly as a child. But to do that, he decides to give this villain an opportunity to win the throne. In Stage 8, Ordeal, the hero faces a deadly challenge where he must put his all into it. If he fails, life will never be the same. The stakes are high in T'Challa's philosophical quest for justice. The villain is an outsider by circumstance, yet is technically royal by birth. T'Challa loses this battle for the throne and is almost killed in the process. After gaining his Black Panther superpowers, the villain destroys the special herb responsible for them. But T'Challa's ex-girlfriend Nakia steals one last dose just in time. 
Stage 9 brings us the reward, or the seizing of the sword, where the hero emerges from the battle stronger than ever. Left for dead, the powers of the herb Nakia Salvage bring T'Challa back to life. He visits his father on the ancestral plane and rejects the old way of life his father represented. The sword he seizes is the responsibility Wakandans have to humanity as innovators and peacekeepers. In 10, The Road Back, the hero starts on the journey home, choosing between glory or a cause bigger than himself. The villain wants nothing but revenge with his new power and will use his regime to wage war on other nations. After being brought back to life, T'Challa emerges now with the knowledge that his kingdom and the ideals it represents is worth dying for, not the power he possessed by ruling it. Stage 11, Resurrection. This is the hero's most perilous battle with consequences greater than death, risking the safety of his ordinary world. His success is like a rebirth. The electromagnetic towers that make the trains run in Wakanda take away the powers of the vibranium suits T'Challa and the villain wear during their final battle. With the vibranium neutralized, T'Challa can strike a fatal blow with a spear that penetrates the villain's suit. In stage 12, Return with the Elixir, the hero returns home transformed. Returning to the throne, T'Challa now understands the plight of other people around the world in a more intimate way. Through hand-to-hand -hand combat, he experienced the wrath of someone irreparably harmed by socio-economic oppression. But in his victory over the villain, the message of the movie is that revenge is not the way forward. The complex nature of justice and the struggle to remain on the right side of it appears as a theme throughout the film. Under previous kings, Wakanda suffered many inequities, starting with its method of government. The throne is decided by physical strength, so the best minds could lose out on the position simply because of their physiques. Royal blood is required, so that severely limits the pool of applicants, barring some of the best minds available for the job as well. In addition to the inequities embedded in his culture, the trial T'Challa had in mind for the vibranium-stealing criminal contrasts greatly with the execution style of justice performed with the kidnappers early in the film. Maybe capture and reform is not exciting enough for a superhero action movie, but the perpetrators of these crimes are usually victims of kidnapping themselves, coerced by threats of violence as young children. This, too, complicates that ideal of justice, but for the movie, the most glaring struggle remains over who has control to dole out this justice. Allowing the villain a shot at the throne when the window of opportunity had ended, or allowing the villain a shot at all, shows the disparity between the philosophical idea of justice and fairness in practice. Was it fair for the rest of Wakanda, or for the world that matter, to be ruled by a vengeful murderer, hungry for power? The movie gives us a lot to think about. The Black Panther brings us to the end of the first season highlighting Otto Rank, Vladimir Propp, and Joseph Campbell's research on the hero. 
Feel free to comment on this episode and follow my Facebook page, Fiction Briefly, to watch for future seasons. I've enjoyed sharing some of what I've learned about writing over the years, and I hope this show has helped you get more out of your movies. Thanks to Kestrel and Mexican Spy Company for all music and sound production. Again, this has been Fiction Briefly, giving you a glimpse into the mind of an artist. Thank you for listening.